Welcome to Tap That, EFT and other holistic friends, where you can connect with practitioners, healers, coaches, and all people of woo from around the world. Our mission is to provide you with holistic healthcare options through the power of the internet. Here, we're all about unique people, exploring unique solutions for a unique you. Tune in as we discuss various topics within the realm of alternative healing. From tapping techniques and EFT to herbal remedies and yoga positions, there is something here for everyone. Join us as we explore the wonderful world of alternative wellness together. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Tap That EFT and Other Holistic Friends. It is I, Lane, and today I'm joined by Michelle Rigman, all the way from Phoenix, Arizona. How are you going, Michelle? Good. I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Thanks so much for joining me on Tap That today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to chat today. So am I. Michelle, can you please introduce yourself? Who are you? What do you do? Yeah, so I have my doctorate in physical therapy, and I'm an online personal trainer, health coach, and yoga teacher for women. So I'm also a mom of four. And I found with myself, especially after three kids, that I really struggled to work out and take care of myself. And it got real easy to just put myself and my health on the back burner. So I started with really short workouts, like 10 minutes. And then I just added from there because I remember there was a point I was going up a flight of stairs. And I was out of breath and I was like, oh my goodness, like I'm way too young for this. Like there has to be a way I can do it. And so I really love helping women find ways to simplify their health because I think we always get caught in like an all or nothing mindset and we can really sort of keep things simple and go back to the basics for our fitness and for our nutrition. That's amazing. And I'm definitely one of those people who's like, oh, nothing. Like It's, it's so bad. <laughs> I really need to work on that. So Michelle, how did you get into becoming a yoga teacher, a PT coach as well? Like what's, what's your journey been like? Yeah. So in high school, I had a hamstring injury. So that sort of introduced me to the world of physical therapy and being able to help heal the body and make people feel better. So I went to school for that, but even while I was in school for that, I did personal training because I've just always had a passion for wellness and health and like the preventative side of it. So I worked, my husband's also in the military. So amongst being a military spouse and having four kids, I've worked off and on as a physical therapist. And a couple of years ago, I got a yoga certification and I'm like, Hey, like I can open my business here. And so I have just been on a mission to just help women and help them spread awareness of how they can get healthy and keep it simple. Amazing. I really love that. And so who are some of the clients that you work with? Like we're talking about mothers in particular. Is that more who you want to work with? Yeah. So I just launched my podcast. It's called Healthy Beyond 40. So really focusing on women 40 and older as your hormones start to change and you're noticing some difference and things just feel really hard. So that's my main person I work with, but I also work with younger moms and I also work with some men too, but really focusing on, especially just women, because I think a lot of things are different for women. And like, for example, when we look at something like fasting, it's sort of a buzz thing. It affects women differently than men, especially mm -hmm. women who are still having their period and still cycling. It can really stress the body in a not good way. So there are some differences. So I really love helping women take care of and nourish their bodies. 
I really love that. And hormone health is something that I think is coming to the surface more and more predominantly now. Like we're getting more and more understanding about hormone health, which is super important. And so could you maybe tell us what are some of the things that we should be looking out for in terms of our hormone health and what's, you know, what's looking like a not so good relationship with our hormones versus what is a more positive experience? Yeah. And everybody's going to have different genetic tendencies to how their hormones work specifically like their female hormones. So some people are going to have like harder periods and others are heavier, but there's a lot of things that we can do within our lifestyle to help that. So having a good diet with more whole foods, getting exercise and movement in because our bodies are meant to move, making sure, especially as we're going into perimenopause and menopause, that we're not insulin resistant. So that means really balancing our blood sugars and making sure that we're not having those spikes. So that becomes really key. And so you're going to notice different things depending what you have going on in your body, but always keeping in mind that we can do stuff with our lifestyle factors and also with stress. I mean, stress is a huge one. And I'm sure you see that what's happening when our stress is out of whack and we are becoming overwhelmed then we're not handling things as very well. And we get cortisol, we get all these other hormones that throw off our body and they throw off other hormones in our body. And it can sort of be a big cascade. So really taking care of ourselves and taking that time to wind down and activate our calming nervous system, mm -hmm. you know, by deep breathing, maybe yoga, tapping nature, walking outside and using all these different tools to really look at our health holistically. Yes, absolutely. I really love that you talk about the the other elements that you can bring into, you know, your lifestyle to make it just a more more positive experience. I mean, no one really, you know, likes having their period or going through these like states of stress, but you can definitely add things and encompass more holistic approaches to your life to make it just a better experience for sure. Yeah, and I think we really forget about what lifestyle factors can do because we're always looking for like a diet or a supplement or like the pill for an ill. But if we really go back and start with a really healthy foundation of a lifestyle, so what we are putting into our body, are we hydrating enough? Are we getting enough protein, enough fiber? Are we moving our body? Are we building muscle? You know, especially as you're getting older, once you hit 30, your muscle mass can start to decline. So we really want to make sure that we're putting on muscle and that helps our metabolism. It helps all sorts of things. It helps us feel confident and good when you feel strong. And are we handling our stress? Do we have positive outlets as things come up? Oh my gosh. You're mentioning the muscle mass when you hit 30. Like I feel that like it's like as soon as i hit my 30th birthday i was like this body is not the body that i'm used to it was crazy actually it's completely mind-blowing to me like how quickly i felt my body change and it was quite interesting because my partner was like you know you've been working from home now it's a lot different to the environment that you were in you're not really you know as active maybe that's contributed to it maybe the working from home is you know maybe you're eating a bit more i'm like it's not that it really isn't like i've been you know i i was just quite shocked at how quickly my body completely changed after i turned 30. it was crazy yeah. And I think I love talking about the metabolism too, because I think there's a lot of little factors that happen that yeah. sort of add up where we see like this bigger change. So if we're not actively strength training, 
then our muscle mass is declining and declining faster. And when you start losing muscle mass, you are burning less calories. So one pound of muscle and a one pound of fat, that pound of muscle is going to burn a lot more calories. So you can sit and do nothing and burn more calories if you have more muscle. So even if you're seeing your muscle mass is declining and you're eating the same amount of food, you're going to have that calorie excess. And then a lot of times people so I like to break movement and exercise into two different categories. So we have movement where that means we're walking around. Maybe that's like our 10,000 steps or something like that. And exercise is where you're breathing heavy or your muscles are burning. And so we want those two buckets, but we want to make sure that we're moving a lot and just moving around our house, walking, different things like that. And if you look at a little kid, look at how much they move. Like <laughs> they have I mean, some bowls of energy. <laughs> Yes, they move so much. And, you know, as we start getting older and older, we just are moving less and less. Mm -hmm. And most of us have pretty sedentary jobs. So it gets easy to not move. And that's even how I am because I'm at home on the computer most of the time. So I have to be very intentional about getting up, going for walks, getting outside and being intentional about taking my breaks to get a short, quick workout in. Yeah, I really think that that's a really good hint and tip. So what are some of the things that people can introduce into their everyday life to make sure that they are moving around? Yeah. So first, we'll just sort of talk about that movement piece. So really figuring out how you can fit movement into your day. And it might look different for everybody. You know, if someone's a teacher, like, how can I walk more in between classes? Or can I take the stairs? Can I park farther? So thinking of some ideas like that, and you're probably going to need like an intentional walk to really get more movement. And that could also be a bike ride. And it doesn't have to be a bike ride or a walk where you're getting out of breath. This can just mm -hmm. be a gentle, enjoyable walk that you're not worried about getting exercise per se, but you're just trying to move. And if you're really struggling, putting it in your calendar, like that is what I have to do because everything else will get away. So schedule it when you're going to go for a walk or however you're going to incorporate incorporate that into your day and maybe even need a phone timer on so that you remember to do it so that way you're being very intentional and you have these different cues set up for yourself yeah i really love those tips the phone alarm for me was a big one when i first started working from home not so much now but um yeah i loved and it went so quickly as well like i would set it every hour and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it's been 60 minutes already, but it definitely helps for sure. Yeah. So, Michelle, who are some of the, well, we were talking about the clients that you work with. Why do you think that they want to work with you? Most of the people need that accountability and they need something laid out for them. So I even have some clients that are physician assistants. So really smart. They know a lot about health, but the pieces is a lot of people know stuff, even if they're not in the medical field, we know we should be exercising, we know we should be eating healthier, more whole foods. But it's like, how do I put it together? How do I figure it out for myself? So I love helping people when they feel really stuck and start putting those pieces together. And then my clients love the accountability of having someone there for them, having someone to check in, because that really makes the difference of starting something and falling off after a couple of weeks versus starting something and sticking with it. Because a lot of times in our health, especially if someone is on a weight loss journey, it's not a straight downhill line. It's a little bumpy. It goes downhill overall, but people give up when they have that little uptick in weight or something, or it's not going straight down. 
and they give up and then they're back in the same place. But when you work with a coach and you have that accountability, you can work through those bumps and then you just keep progressing throughout the whole time. Yeah, that analogy is really good because I feel like it's like that to do with a lot of things in life, especially uh, to do with our healing, which I think that, you know, somebody's health journey definitely contributes to their overall healing journey. And there's this like expectation that, you know, you maybe do like one session and you are healed or you do one personal training session and all of a sudden like you've lost a kilo and it just does not work like that. And sometimes you can definitely lose that motivation when you're not seeing that constant, I don't want to say like decrease, but you know, that constant visual goal being attained like quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And I love helping my clients tune in too. So we can track weight because, you know, let's say someone wants to do that we can track your weight, but what else are we going to look at here? Because a lot of times they start noticing a lot of other positive effects. They're feeling stronger. They have less pain. Some of their like IBS or stomach symptoms are improving. They're just feeling better, more energized. And they're noticing all these things. And then they like hold their weight up on a pedestal. Yeah. So when I talk with them, I really love to ask them that and tell me that. And then I almost have to verbalize it back to them, remind them like, you said this and this and this, like, look at all these things going because you sort of need that motivation to keep going because making changes is really hard, especially in your health. So you sort of need that motivation and that improvement to keep moving forward. Yeah. And one of the things that I love that you said is like talking about how movement is a way of processing your feelings as well. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you mean by that? Yeah, feelings, our emotions can get trapped in our body. And so when we start to move, it can be a way to release them. And you can even just sometimes feel stuck. And I know for me, like going outside and being in nature. So it's sort of like two things there, being outside and walking or movement can help to work through something because if we just sort of stay still, a lot of time our thoughts can stay there, our emotions can stay there. So moving can be a really great way. So that could be walking, that could be yoga, really combining yoga with deep breathing and stretching and positive thoughts to help release those. And I'm sure that's why like tapping even has like that little bit of motion in it because our bodies are meant to move. And even um, when you look at some animals, I think it is a bear. Like when something traumatizing happens to them, they shake and they just shake it off that trauma and then they can move on and it's their way of processing through that little bit of movement. That's really, that's a cool fact. Did not know that about bears, but that's cool. (laughs) It makes sense. Like, you know, we, in the opposite end of it is if we are not, you're not progressing through that movement. Like you think about holding on to that energy. Like when you're angry, like maybe you like cross your arms or you ball up your fists or something like that. And you're stagnating that energy inside you. And there's like no release and, you know, yelling and screaming at someone not not ideal but just yelling and screaming into a pillow to have that emotional release is definitely you know one way to move that energy but the idea of actually physically going for a walk and moving your body or shaking it out or dancing it out or stretching it out is a beautiful alternative to just help you process and move through whatever emotion that you're going through Yeah. And I especially think, especially if you do something like tapping or journaling or something more where you're doing a little bit more processing to do that. And then to finish it up with 
some type of movement to sort of get the rest of that energy out too. Yeah, beautiful. Those two things going hand in hand is mm-hmm. awesome. You know, a bit of self-reflection in there as well, which is one of the reasons I think that I, I really love yoga, even though I do very much struggle to like turn off my brain at times. But when you do get into the flow and do get into that zone, you know, just the ability to self-reflect and also stretch and move your body and do some deep breathing, like it's all encompassing. And I really, really love that about yoga. Yeah, you know, and especially with yoga, depending on the type you're doing, I always try to incorporate deep breathing throughout the whole class, whether it's like mm-hmm. a strength training yoga or a relaxation yoga, because when you do that, it really brings on that calming nervous system. And when you your brain is more calm, you can think more clearly, yeah. you can release some things because you are thinking more clearly too. Yeah. Yeah. And make better decisions and just it's all around, all around benefit at the end of the day. So yes, we love that. So Michelle, being an online coach and teacher, what are some of the services that you provide in an online capacity? Yeah. So I do online personal training. And the cool thing about this is it's through an app. So I have like hundreds of little video clips of me showing people how to do an exercise, a strength training exercise. And then I'm able to sort of slide these workouts around and create a custom workout program for people. For example, I had a client who had a hip fracture. So we did upper body and core. And then once she was released, we did leg exercises where she wasn't bearing any weight and we progressed her program. So I love that I'm able to make these workouts and then people can do them on their own time. They get to check in with me or message me any day or any time. And then, so that is the main thing I offer for personal training. I do have one client who likes to do live sessions still. She likes to do both. So I'm always up for customizing it. And then I add on health coaching calls for people really looking to hone in on their nutrition and for the people who want to lose weight and maybe have emotional eating or sugar cravings or other things that they need to work through. I love that. And so in terms of your app, is that something that you would ha- we, someone would have to go through you in order to get that app or is it something that anyone can get? Yes, they have to go through me to get that app. So it is on my website, mshallreekman.com, and then they can see how to work with me and to sign up. And I always offer a free health coaching call for anyone who isn't sure. So they can just talk with me and we can see if we're a good fit and really figure out what their next step is. That's amazing. And so where can we find you, Michelle? Yeah. So my website is michellereekman.com and that has all my links for social media. I have a great free Facebook group. I'm also on Instagram and my website has all those links. Amazing. I'll be sure to pop all of Michelle's info and links in the show notes, but thank you so much, Michelle. I really appreciate you jumping on and talking about what you do and what you offer. It's really, really cool. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Amazing. Thanks everyone. humans thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of tap that eft and other holistic friends your support means the absolute world to me and i would love it if you could share this episode with someone or on your socials where you can tag me at eft.lane that's eft.laine Or better yet, go that extra mile. Maybe you could write me a review and leave five stars. I'll leave you with that. Love you. Bye.